Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Who doesn't want to be in the business of Deshaun Watson right now? That's Marcus Spears. Thankfully, court is out of session. Maybe we'll never be in session again. We can only hope. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests this morning on the Goodyear hotline. Yes, and that includes witnesses. Welcome in. We're asking this morning on the Twitter question. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. You can call us or tweet us in, Key J and Z. Make the case for your favorite team to acquire Deshaun Watson. Could be the Jets, could be the Dolphins, the Bears, the Rams, whoever you got. Tell us who it is and make the case. There's a couple of other teams that are in the mix as well before we get to your thoughts, and those are the fellows. So line them up and we'll take some calls right now. The Browns could be a consideration, right, because, hey, Baker Mayfield's played well, but we don't know quite yet. Had a nice little playoff run. Dog Pound Daily, which is a little website that essentially covers the team every day. D-A-W-G, by the way. Shout out to Dog Pound Daily. Putting out the Cleveland Browns need to think about Deshaun Watson. And Baker himself, this is 2021, so you know nobody. everybody says they have the thick skin, and then immediately when they say they have the thick skin, they immediately respond. Baker responds by saying, some of y'all, quote-unquote, Browns are... Funny. So Baker weighing in. Adam Schefter, the NFL's best insider, as Key likes to say, I say. Adam weighing in with this on Twitter. Well, Fun. he is the best. There's no doubt. Yeah. Fun little hypothetical question. So we got the Browns there. So Baker thinks about that predictably. Would the Texans and the Jags be willing to trade Deshaun Watson for the number one overall pick? Jacksonville, of course, has that. So Watson, in this fun hypothetical from Adam, goes to Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence to Houston. Fair. So those are the Browns, the Jags, and most of the other teams that'll be in the mix. Hit us up. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Where does he go and why? Fellas, make your case, and then the fellas and ladies can join us this morning on the phone line. I've said the Jets. I think the Jets. I think if, it depends on what they have to give up. You know, it, the number two pick in another first-round pick somewhere, and Sam Donald back in return, and maybe a fifth-round pick, some of that stuff I think you do it remember Jay Cutler a while ago now look Jay Cutler let's not let's not act like when Jay Cutler was traded to Chicago he wasn't doing work in Denver let's not act like that two ones to Chicago in return they get Kyle Orton Orton back in Denver right but Jay Cutler was a baller at the time he was a little kooky upstairs but he was a baller at the time that that he was moved from Denver to Chicago he was a baller I, I want to go back to your point, Zubin, that you said before um, about Baker Mayfield and him responding. You know, it, it's – well, because it, that's kind of where – I mean, we both made our – No, I'm, la- I'm laughing. I'm just laughing because you know how I feel about the social media respond game. <laughs> I know. But, like, we both made our cases. Like, obviously, you think the Jets is a really intriguing opportunity, and I think the Dolphins are as well. Either one, I think, are great. But, uh, you know, it's always fascinating for when a guy like this comes on the marketplace – the flurry that is created every team, with the exception of you know Seattle or Kansas City or Tampa Bay, because I think you know Tom Brady has a no trade clause there too. Like every every fan base is like, well, he he's our guy. Like for Baker Mayfield taking this team to the playoffs. Granted, their game is based off running. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubbs, we know how their game is built off with Kevin Stefanski and the style in which they add. But I, you're going to have so many of these quarterbacks that are in these type of predicaments because of how generational of a talent Deshaun Watson is. But that's the name of the game. And, Key, that goes back to, you know, even with Ben Roethlisberger. Right? Yeah, okay, let's renegotiate my deal, but 
if a guy like Deshaun Watson becomes available and that's a move that the Rooney family wants to make at the end of the day, this is a business and this is how teams are looking at it. Yeah, yeah. D- different for me with Big Ben and Deshaun than it is with Baker and Deshaun. I'm just saying hypothetically the way teams look no, at the I, no, business I, of I, how. I get it. I mean, it's just that Baker Mayfield took you to the division round and he's young and he's growing oh, yeah. in a system for the first time in one year. He's getting better. You know, so I'm not ready to just be like, get out, Deshaun's available, throw him away. Because, you know, Deshaun goes to Cleveland for whatever reason. Now what? Well, all of a sudden, Landry doesn't start. He doesn't play well. Garrett's not on the field. He's this. And Denzel Ward is that. And Kareem Hunt fumbling every other play. And Nick Chubb is in and out of the game because he missed time. Like, you got to understand these sort of things when you start just saying we need to shine Baker Mayfield get out like mm. it's like well hold on man the dude is still young and he just helped you in the divisional playoffs yes. like chill and the other thing you got to remember look and for to Baker yeah stop responding to people man that's no right. just stop He's okay stop it. here's He's the okay these are the things that motivate Baker that's okay that man, he can respond. respond here's the thing the Browns have a stable organization for the first time in a long time at every level of the organization from general manager to head coach to quarterback. You just don't mess with that. You've been waiting since 1999 to return to the league, to have that sort of realignment. You have it. Don't screw with it. Yeah. Don't start messing with it. Just leave it alone. Let it grow. Let us see what happens. Let's go to the callers. This is, I mean, this is such a downer for me. Last, last hour I was a judge and now I'm just back to doing promos. Keyshawn J. Wills, you've been brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Look, we all accidentally damage our phones. It happens. Now, Straight Talk Wireless, new Platinum Unlimited plan includes phone protection, just 65 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, data, and more. See mobile protect terms and conditions at assurion.com slash straight talk limitations and exclusions apply. I got, I got a lot of power in politics, Zubin, so mm. I took you off of the desk. I, I knew that was going to happen. And it, I knew that was going to happen. When I, when I lost... You can't work anymore. Very contentious confirmation hearing. I was able to power through. But again, at the end of the day, money talks. We should also mention 17, 18, according to Schefter, teams could be looking to get in the zone for Deshaun Watson. Get in the zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Get on the phone line. Stan in Waco. You're on ESPN Radio. The question this morning, Deshaun to where and why? Hey, guys. Love your show. Um, Stan in Waco. I... I think Deshaun is not leaving the state of Texas. So and what saying? I mean by that is what what I mean by that is y'all were talking about stable and unstable organizations. What's another unstable organization in the state of Texas? The only other one. The the Dallas Cowboys. What do you think, Keith? No. <laughs> no. Be kind. The guy said he liked the show. Why does every oh he looks good. we're fine, but why does everybody keep trying to put him in Dallas? Well, I mean, we're trying to put them on every team, Key. Man, they got a quarterback. Because their quarterback's not under the, contract for the, next year. The, he's going to be under contract, whether it's a franchise tag or a long-term extension. He's not right now. You're not giving up however many picks you have to give up to get Deshaun Watson when you got Deshaun Watson sitting right there in that Prescott. Like, why would you do that if you're going to give and you're going to pay Deshaun the same money that, to a degree, that Prescott is fighting for. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I give you three number one picks and do something money-wise with Deshaun and get rid of that Prescott when he's sitting right there and I can keep my damn picks? 
Cowboys do things that don't make a lot of sense, like paying Ezekiel Elliott. Two well, years paying before Ezekiel they had to. Paying Ezekiel Elliott made the right sense for him at the time. He had one down year, man. Y'all need to stop. When the whole entire offensive line went down. Stop. Yeah. Stop just, that, I, Evan. I just feel like key, there, there's so many other things that the Dallas Cowboys need to focus on. You know, essentially their defense be a great place to start than trying to focus just on the quarterback when you're at that Prescott there. Man, you got a quarterback. All right. Speaking of Dallas, and by the way, you know who wants Deshaun to be on the Cowboys more than anybody. Come on. Fox. (laughs) That's the most obvious answer of all time. They need him in the NFC. Here we go. Speaking of Dallas, but not the Cowboys, Chris is in Dallas, Texas. He's on ESPN Radio. What do you have, Chris? Hey, what's going on? Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zoom. Enjoy the show, fellas. What up, Chris? Yeah, um, I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers. I believe Deshaun Watson wants to win now, not necessarily going to the Jets, where I feel like he maybe two, three years from now, he may not see the playoffs again, especially coming from Houston, where uh, the three out of maybe the four or five seasons he was in Houston, he made the playoffs and won one playoff game. The reason why I'm saying the 49ers is because they already have a ready-made defense, a ready-made offense. They just need a quarterback. They were pretty much one play away two years ago in the Super Bowl with Jimmy G not making that connection with Emmanuel Sanders. Deshaun Watson makes that throw. Deshaun Watson makes that play. They have a running game. They have a great play caller in Kyle Shanahan with the run scheme that they have. I believe he goes to the 49ers. They are pretty much 95% instant Super Bowl contenders. Oh, there's no no question about mm-hmm. they'll be Super Bowl contenders. You got Debo Samuel Samuel coming back off injury. You got the kid from Arizona State. Uh, what is it? Uh, not Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. You got the receiver Ayuk who's young, coming back. There's Kettle. There's the defense, Bosa. It, it makes all the sense of the world. The only problem is what are you giving me in return? Right. Am I going to strip you of some of those names that I just mentioned? I need to throw to those guys. <laughs> give me, give me Bosa. Give me. I mean, if I'm giving you that, you got to give me something back in return that has value and makes sense. But there's always a way of adding a third team to the equation, like adding potentially the Patriots to the equation in order to make a three-way deal. Three-way deals in the NFL are rare. Those are yeah, difficult. How many times have they happened in, but, the, in but the NFL? I don't Should want be? Jimmy G, man. I'm getting rid of. G. I'm cutting Jimmy G. You're if you acquired Deshaun Watson, you're slicing Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. You're not because everybody knows that you're going to cut him. Why would I give you anything? Mm-hmm. I'm not giving you something when I know you don't want that guy. I'm just going to wait for you to cut him and then I'll sign him. Sort of like what happened with Cam. They knew they weren't going to get him, so they yeah. just waited and then somebody will eventually pick him up for pennies. But are you giving me Bosa? Are you going to give me Bosa? And I can't three, give you either Bosa. <laughs> yeah, and three number one pick. Like you, you know, it's just not as simple as landing Deshaun in San Francisco. There's all sort of things that has to transpire and take place. But if they get him, then they're going to be right there at the top of the heat yeah, for we're, sure, we're 100%. Gonna, yeah, we're going to try to get the guy that landed Deshaun Watson in Houston, their old general manager, Rick Smith, with us here in seconds. And he apparently is joining us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline at the perfect moment. Just for those that aren't aware, he was the Texans GM. For over a decade, he drafted Deshaun Watson. I remember covering him when he was making moves with the Denver Broncos, and he joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. So you have a really interesting perspective on this, Rick, more than anybody, because you're the guy that brought him to Houston. I think we all know what's going on with Deshaun in Houston right now after the formal trade request was confirmed yesterday by Adam Schefter. Take us inside the mind of a GM, especially one that knows this organization well. What are the next steps here? Well, first of all, it's good to be with you guys, and uh, I've been listening a little bit 
And so I've got to participate a little bit in the other part of the conversations. My, my, my wife of 17 years, um, who passed away a couple of years ago, actually on Sunday, um, I don't know, Key, if you know this or not, but she was a television producer. And when I met her, she was a senior producer on the Judge Judy show. Yeah, oh, I remember. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, I, re- I totally remember. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, that I got a kick out of that, that conversation. And, and had I been a part of the earlier conversation as well, as co-counsel for you, Key, I would have argued against Jay's point about the state income tax because there's no state income tax in Texas either. Yeah. Just just, just for the record. Yeah, I I. I, I... Rick, took note of that. Rick, please don't add anything to this equation. I was doing very well before you came on this phone call. <laughs> so, so, oh, man, I tell you, it, it, I, you know, I, I, I also I, I get a kick out of these kind of conversations because if you're asking me as a GM, you know, w- what I think about all of this, what I would tell you is I, it, it's hard for me to have these kind of theoretical uh, ifs and buts conversations because it, it's kind of like when I, you know, I'm in the grocery store and people ask me, do I play fantasy football? And I, you know, no, I don't play fantasy football because I was actually really doing that. It's hard to have these hypothetical, theoretical conversations. Let me tell you, as a GM, what I would be doing if 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 I was in the building. I would, I would be on an airplane. I wouldn't be in a building at this point. I'd be on an airplane. Um, now that we have gotten our our head coach in place and and, and the organization is settled, we got all the major decision makers that are in place. I'd get on a plane. I'd go see the young man. I'd sit down and I'd break bread with him, and I'd talk to him, and I would listen to him, and I would make sure that that he understands how important he is to the organization and how much we want him to be a part of our future. And then I would ask him, um, man to man, what what are the issues? And um, and and let's sit down and let's let's work to resolve these issues because you are that important to the organization. And uh, and it, you know it would have to be multi layered now because uh, we would have to have some agreements. Number one. I'm going to, we are going to do everything that we can do in order to speak to these issues that you have um, and, and, and in a way that will, will satisfy you. And if we can't, then you and I have to have have big boy agreement that you have to trust me that I'm going to do everything that I can do to answer your issues. If we can't get them resolved, then I will I will try to see if I can get a deal. Now, here's the, here's the final part of this multi-layered conversation. If if I if we can't answer your 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 request and we can't get the thing going in the way that you're comfortable staying, and I can't get a deal that is good for you and good for the for the team, then you got to you, you got to be a pro. You got to come on back, and we got to keep going. So that's the to me that's the only way I would approach this. I, I, you know, the guy's just too talented. Is just he's too important to the success of a team. Um, I think you do everything you can do to keep him. You've lost me, though, now, right, Rick? I'm Deshaun. You've lost me despite you coming and sitting down with me and trying to get compensation. It's not you. It's not my teammates. It's the others. It's the Jack Easterbees and it's the Kyle McNairs. I don't trust that. They've lost me. So now what do you do? Well, I understand that. And, and, and listen, the, the, I don't know that there is a um, – I don't know that we've gone beyond – it, it, as you sit here right now today, Key, I, I get that. But but you got to give us an opportunity to show you that things are different. We just switched. We just flipped the whole organization. So this is a new regime where we flipped. 
So, and look, I mean, I, you know, this is just what I would do. The guy's just too talented for me to just, just to, to, you know, to say that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and try to figure out I'm moving this guy and this guy. This is Deshaun Watson, who it, it's so, you know, as, as was mentioned, I was GM there for over 10 years, 12 years. And we, you know, we didn't, quarterbacks like that don't come along. That's why I had to move up in the first round to get him. Because, you know, you just don't have the opportunity to to, to get talent like that at that position. And when you have it, you just got to do everything you can do to keep it. Rick Smith, former Texas general manager, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the guy who actually, as he said, moved up and pulled the trigger on one of the most unique talents in the National Football League to date. Uh, if, in fact, I know we don't like to speak in hypotheticals, but we have to at this point, what will be the compensation? Uh, we've seen two ones go for a lot of guys. What will be the compensation for a guy like Deshaun if it was to happen? Yeah, I mean, that, that's just a hard thing because there's, there's too many variables, right? There's, there's, there's you know, it just – I, I can't sit here and tell you – I'll tell you what we do. I'll tell you about the process. Typically what would happen or what I did – is you look at the history, right? You look at history and you say, okay, has first of all, has there been any kind of move like this? I know you guys have been talking about Jay Cutler's deal, and you know, so you look back and you say, okay, so okay, here's what you know. This is what happened before. Um, you know, here's our value on here. These are the holes on our team. This is what the other team has in in terms of. Um, things that we might be interested in and you just kind of got to build from there so it's it's difficult to just say you know without knowing specifics you know what is a good deal and mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day man it's values it's who has value and and uh, and where you see that value and and, and that's what it, that's what it takes to get a deal done like that i mean it would obviously take a lot but <laughs> you know you've got to it just depends on who you what who your partners are yeah rick let me ask you this um having been in houston is it concerning when you hear guys like Andre Johnson who never says anything, you know, make a comment about the organization, or when you hear guys like DeAndre Hopkins make comments about the organization after being traded, uh, considering he was the primary target for Deshaun Watson, and now this whole Deshaun Watson scenario? Uh, how does that make you feel about where this current organization is before it's made all its changes? Well, clearly, I, I mean, it's, it's it's problematic, right? It's bothersome because you know, especially for 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 us, you know, we worked for a long time to 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 establish some consistency and some and a, and a, and a culture that, um, you know, where we wanted to have some success, some sustained success, right? And so you work, you know, you work hard, you 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 acquire talent, and you build a team, and and um, you know, and and to see all of that kind of um, you know move away and 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 see some of the opinions about. How how people who have been in the building feel about what's going on in the building now, you know, nobody likes to see that. So no, it is it's problematic. It's bothersome. At 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 some point, the the ship has to steady, right? Because it's just been so many things. It's it you know it just continues and continues. And so at some point, which I'm hoping is now that you know now that they've gotten um, you know everybody on board, they've hired a, a good man as a head coach and. You know, hopefully they can start to to um, to settle the ship and 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 start to move in a direction where people start to feel better about what's going on because it's difficult to watch, man. I mean, I'm still sitting in Houston, so I see it every day. And um, you know, when you have guys, you know, like Andre and 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 um, you know some of the people who have made some of the comments that that you hear, it's it's a problem. You've got and you have to address it. That's why I say you got to get on an airplane, and go see this guy. 
because there there has to be you know some 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 validity to to these opinions, and so we've got to as an organization address them and address them in a meaningful way so that we can start to move in the right direction moving forward. Rick, before we uh, let you get out of here, I want to ask you because it's coming, right? It, it It's coming. I've already seen some of the negativity on social media about the character assassination of Deshaun. If, in fact, he is moved, let us know what type of character guy he is and what the new team would be getting. Oh, well, first of all, I, I, I do not have, other than a WhatsApp, I don't have a social media account, so I don't know. I'm not familiar with this criticism that you're talking about. But what I will tell you is the guy is, the guy is just an incredible human being. You know, you don't – here's the thing about, you know, as, as over the years as I was looking at how do you evaluate quarterbacks, there's some physical things that I've learned over the years that you look for that are, are um, you know, pretty indicative of a guy that can process fast enough and the ball can come out of his hand. I mean, there's some things you can look for. But the one element that I, I learned in Denver, Zuby talked about me being in Denver, that the thing that I learned from watching John Elway was that the, the, the gene that the, that the great quarterbacks have, there's a gene that they have, and it's, it's this thing where they make everybody around them better mm-hmm. because everybody around them better knows that if they play their best and if they give their best, then he's going to give them a chance to win the game in the end. And so there's this thing about them, there's an air about them that, that everybody's level of play rises. And when you're around Deshaun, that's what, I, that's what I felt when I would go and watch them play when he was at Clemson. In the biggest, in the biggest environments, in the biggest games, you felt like his teammates. They they knew that if they gave him a chance, you know. And and look, you know, in the first quarter, he'd hit the Gatorade bucket, you know, on an on an out route. But in the fourth quarter, if it needed to be on that left side of that that breastplate, it was on the left side of that breastplate. And so that's the kind of that's the kind of leader he is, and the kind of uh, competitor he is. And so. You know, I don't know that, that I have to make a case for Deshaun Watson and his his character. It, it speaks for itself, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it certainly does. But, you know, in the world that we live in, Rick, it's to shut up and dribble, be quiet, you've been paid, you should just play football, that whole type of thing. So I wanted to put uh, uh, water on that fire before it even gets started. Sure, sure. No, he's a, he's a, he's a great human being, man, and a, and a heck of a leader. And the one thing I just wanted to mention on the way out the door here, this is something like I think you appropriately would be very pleased with considering you were one of the forerunners in this field. The fact that a couple of black executives were hired in the front office and Terry Fontenot and as well as Brad Holmes to be running organizations. You can't do it unless someone does it first. And Rick was on the front end of it. And now we're seeing it multiply in the NFL. It's a great sign all the way around on the field and upstairs in the front office. Rick, thanks for joining us this morning. Really appreciate the perspective. Rick, our condolences okay, on your guys. family as well, brother. I appreciate that, Jay. Thanks, man. All right, thanks, boy, Rick. we'll talk. Absolutely. All the best. Rick Smith on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Rick did a great job with the Houston Texans. Yeah. On the way. They should have hired him back. I don't know what they was thinking. I think it's a very good idea. On the way, the polar opposite, an organization that is as dysfunctional as any in the NFL. What was it like to be in the midst of it all season long? We'll ask one of the best players on this team next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hey, it's Greeny getting set for a football Friday, and the guest list is packed. Steve Mariucci looking ahead to the Super Bowl, Darius Leonard, and Emmanuel Sanders with me as well. It's Greeny starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin.
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Come on right. Pick and roll with Plumley, And he'll lay it up and in for a 104-87 lead. Another timeout. And a 16 to nothing run. And that would help the Pistons run away from the Lakers. 107 107- 92. They're coming off that loss to Philly. They got Boston tomorrow night in Boston, Saturday primetime. Over on ABC as the NBA's best rivalry is renewed. The Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Will they renew and rekindle their relationship? He's been there 17 years. He's not gone, but it's getting serious. $41.2 million cap hit coming, but the cap's going to plummet because revenues are plummeting because of the coronavirus. So now you're in a situation where the Steelers are going to say, Ben, we need you to take a massive pay cut. He says, I got two Lombardis. Will it happen? Huge story to follow in the offseason. And a big one in baseball as we get going, hopefully, with spring training next month. The Cardinals and Adam Wainwright have agreed to a deal as first reported by the MLB Network, ESPN, confirming it. He's been in a Redbirds uniform since 2005. The only active player that's actually worn the same jersey longer is the guy that he throws those pitches to, Yadier Molina. He's been with the Cardinals since 2004, but I should mention Yadi. Yada, 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 yada. In the club or out of the club is a free agent. And Sports Center is brought to you by 1 800 Flowers. Finding the perfect bouquet for your Valentine is easy when you plan ahead with 1 800 Flowers. You can get 24 multicolored roses for $29.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. To order, go to 1 800 Flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code KJZ. As everyone knows, you know, the, the deep ball threat that he is, um, the way he just takes pressure off really all the other guys. He's looking. He is going deep down the field, and it is caught. Deshaun Jackson, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Deshaun Jackson, 81 yards. <laughs> That's what he can do. Keith, before we get to Jacks from one wide receiver to another, you just mentioned, like, how many times do you think Merrill Reese, the voice of the Eagles, has said that about Deshaun Jackson? Especially against the Cowboys, man. He stayed bombing them. <laughs> Woo. Yes. I love DJ, man. DJ is one of the all-time greatest, not only on the field, but also we've had some moments in the club, too, Keith. <laughs> Sports, <laughs> Sports Radio 94 WIP with those words, Jacks. Taking it great. Uh, check out Marvel Studios' WandaVision, the original series now streaming on Disney+. Plus. And it's a pleasure to be joined this morning, as Jay said, by DJ Deshaun Jackson. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. What's up, Jack? 
What's going on, bro? How you doing? Man, I'm just I'm doing. I guess that's what it is. Um, Coach Cully got hired. You going to Houston? I've seen that. I know, right? Are you, you going to Houston, Jack? What's you up? You going to Houston? <laughs> man, hey, listen, I don't know where I'm going to be next year, man. We're going to see how it's play out, though, man. It's going to be interesting. How happy were you to see Coach uh, Cully get hired by the Houston Texans? Because I didn't see it coming. Yeah, man, honestly, uh, when my cousin sent it to me, I had saw it, and it said uh, assistant head coach. And I was like, he, he about to be the assistant head coach. Then he said, no, nah, I said – Ravens' assistant head coach is finalizing the deal to become Houston's head coach, and I, like you said, it kind of threw me off, man. Because uh, you know, Coach Cully, man, been been in, been coaching for a long time and has a lot of respect. So uh, for me, man, it's definitely a, a great thing to see a man like David Cully, man. You know, after what he's been through, and you know how much game he's given. You know, a lot of young kids. You know, myself, uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, you know, it, it's definitely well deserved, man. Is he stepping into the Lions' DNO right now because of all everything that's swirling around with Deshaun? Man, I, yeah, I definitely think it's tough. Um, obviously, with the, a guy you know like Deshaun Watson, who's you know been been the franchise quarterback for for the Houston um, Texans, and uh, you know for him wanting to be out of there right now when Cuddy's coming in, I know Cuddy like man, just give me a chance to make it right before, because I, I know his personality, man. I know Cuddy like. Don't don't go nowhere. Just let me be here before you want to leave. So, but yeah, man, that's a tough situation, man. I I, I can only imagine what he's going through uh, before he even got the job, and now he got it. So it's like all types of crazy stuff going on. DJ, if if you can put yourself, I mean, obviously you have some decisions to make too. But if you were Deshaun Watson, where where would you go? Where would you rock out at? What what city would intrigue you the most? Man, honestly, uh, it's a good question, man. I, I think. Uh, I think right now, man, with with D. Watt and me personally knowing him, I just feel like he wants to support and cast, or uh, you know, he he just wants a shot at being able to to, to get into the playoffs and, and you know make a Super Bowl run. So um, I don't know that perfect suit or what team it is for him, but uh, like I say, man, I I know them trading uh, DeAndre Hopkins definitely uh, you know didn't really sit well with him and. Uh, you know, the relationship they had and what they built on the field, obviously. That was, that's, that's the sour taste you'd even a, a quarterback's mouth when you make a decision like that. Key, that's what I'm saying, man. Right from the beginning of the season, I was like, man, you trade away this man's top target? Like, how do you – his top target? A guy like that? Like, that was a huge indictment yeah. on the team. Yeah, man, that, that, that that's crazy. You know, certain players that, you know, you definitely don't trade, and he goes down as one of the players you don't trade because obviously you see – you see what type of player he is, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta key in on a dude like that, man. You got a game plan. You know your whole defense changed around a player with a, of a statue like you know a, a DeAndre Hopkins, and to have a quarterback that could be uh, you know mobile and you know make throws down the field. I mean, you know they they definitely gel good together. So I'm sure that that definitely hit different for him. Deshaun Jackson, Philadelphia Eagles wide receiver, three-time Pro Bowler, 13-year veteran receiver out of Cal, Berkeley for the Golden Bears, Long Beach Poly High School, Cali raised and born, joined us here this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Big Red is in the Super Bowl again. That's Coach Andy Reid. How excited are you to see Andy Reid try to get his second straight Super Bowl victory? Oh, man, shoot. I think it's a it's a good chance he he, he receives that, man. I feel like, man, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, them dudes over there, uh, uh, 
it Jason, not Jason. Uh, what's Kelsey? What's the other brother? I can't Travis, even think of Travis, the other brother. Travis. Kelsey. Yeah, Travis Kelsey, man. Like them, them dudes are strapped up over there, man. They, they defense is flying around. Uh, man, I, honestly, man, I, I love Coach Reed like a like a second dad, and uh, you know he deserves all the success, man, just because you know how he how he exited the building when he left from Philly, man. So for me, man, I, I, I love to see a guy like him. Um, you know, receive all the success he's getting. Uh, I, I, I think this game is going to be very interesting in the Super Bowl uh, because Tom Brady, man, like he's he's the goat. When you when you look at a quarterback like Tom Brady, man, in my book, he goes down as one of the greatest, or if not the greatest ever, to to play that quarterback position. But uh, they they've been turning things around towards the end of the season. The, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Keyshawn used to play there. You know, I played there too. And when I was there, definitely. I mean, I, I think it was probably a little different when you was there. But when I was there, you know, it, we, we we struggled a little yeah, bit. Y'all was y'all y'all was, was y'all was bums. <laughs> yeah, y'all was bums. Yeah, yeah. No, Jack, no, they was bums. Jack already know. He know. Hey man, the, the two years I was there, I think we was like five and eleven, like two years in a row, bro. So it was tough, but uh, yeah, man, shoot, for him to come there and turn that around in one year like that, man. I think it's going to be a good uh, Super Bowl, but I think Andy Reid going to bring it home. Let me ask you this real quick. You you talking about we was fun. Y'all was, man. You know <laughs> that. Saying, DJ, I'm like, wow, he come out here swinging. Let, let me let me ask you this real quick about your current squad, the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, you went through some quarterback changes and some controversy between Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, and then Coach Peterson got fired. What do you make of what went on throughout last season with all of the quarterback changes and the moving from the ninth pick to the sixth pick and putting in the quarterback, like what did you make of all that? Yeah, man. Um, I mean, being a player, you know, I, I can't speak on the front office and the decision making that goes on. You know, sometimes being a player that that can definitely get controversy. But just being a player and in that locker room, just knowing you know, how, how how much it means for guys to come in week in, week out and, you know, put everything you can into winning, you know, for that that, that kind of the way things ended. I, I know a lot of players wasn't really happy with the decision-making, but once again, we don't make the decisions. We just go out there and, and you know, perfect our job to the best. But uh, I know for Jalen personally, I know he didn't really like the decision on being pulled out the game and, you know, not really just putting all your eggs in the basket to win the game, man. I, Professional athletes, I'll say you, you you go into every game, you know, wanting to win. You're not looking at it as you're trying to lose. So, yeah, last year, man, it was, it was definitely a you know a difficult year. You know, I, you know, I suffered a few injuries and uh, had an unfortunate injury where I broke my ankle on a dirty plate. But uh, yeah, man, I, it was a tough year, man. And uh, you know, as far as going into this year, man, it, a lot of new changes and. I don't know if I'm going to be brought back. I mean, it's just a lot that plays into it. So, But I know I definitely got some years left in me, and I'm still running fast and uh, not losing a step, man. So I'm interested to see how I play out. So you got a lot of years left in you, man. But I wanted to get to this. What was different? What, what did you see that was different with the way the team played with Jill and as opposed to Carson? Well, I, I think, um, you know, first off, I, I feel like when he came in and they, they made the change, I feel like it was a spark. Um, and, and when I say a spark, I don't know what it was, but I just feel like it was just a different energy, man. You know, you had a young guy in Jalen that, you know, he played a little bit throughout the season last year, but he never really got the, you know, opportunity to really get in there without um, Carson Wentz on the field. So the moment 
you know, they made the switch. I mean, it was almost like a rejuvenating switch. You know, I feel like guys kind of, you know, I wouldn't say put more out there, but I mean, it was just like, a, it was just some spark. It was just something about it that when he came in, he made a few plays, um, you know, moved moved the pocket a little bit and, and made some throws down the field. And it's just like from that time being, man, as you, you could just see kind of like the culture he brought, the mentality, you know, being a young guy and just having, you know, the success he's had in Alabama and going to, to, to Oklahoma, like you could tell he was one of them guys that just endured you know everything, and I, I think you know he's gonna he's gonna have a great career, man. That dude's gonna be a, a special player. I agree. I like to say he's got the slow heartbeat, right? When you play for those types of programs, nothing's too big. You just take the circumstance that's in front of you. Wherever you land in 2021, best of luck. Whether it's fly eagles fly or you fly off to another destination, it's great to have you here this morning. He flying regardless. Man, for sure. Appreciate y'all, man. It's a pleasure being on. All right, Jack. Thank you. All right, DJ. Lastly, she. That was a great segment. Okay. <laughs> on the way. Got to be careful. On the way. It's We're one of, all right. We safe. It's one of college football. <laughs> it's the last hour. It's one of, co- of the week. It's college football, one of their greatest all-time programs, who now just has issues all the time. That is next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Hey, it's Greeny getting set for a football Friday, and the guest list is packed. Steve Mariucci looking ahead to the Super Bowl, Darius Leonard, and Emmanuel Sanders with me as well. It's Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. More thing before we let you go with a little insight from Keyshawn. This is going to be a lot of fun. I know the college football season is over, but in many portions of the country, college football never ends, including this one in Lincoln, Nebraska, in one minute. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as LeBron and the Lakers visit Tatum and the Celtics, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. 
Also, the X Games start today in Aspen. So for the sports fans out there that love the X Games, it's back today. Buttermilk Mountain in Aspen, Colorado. Okay. Nebraska football, an all-time great program. Was. All, was is the operative word, right? If you've if you're got a teenage son, he probably doesn't even know that Miami used to be good and Oregon used to be bad, right? That's <laughs> just the way it goes. Now he turns around and is like, Oregon's great, Miami's terrible. Nebraska was, in the 1990s, there were two programs that dominated college football in the 1990s. One was Florida State, one was Nebraska. There were two programs that dominated college football in the 1980s. One was Miami, one was Nebraska. What's the common theme? Nebraska has stood the test of time with the legendary Tom Osborne, Scott Frost, now their head coach, touchdown Tommy Frazier, of course, key remembers all the great, great players, Amon Green, you name it, Dave Remington going back to the 70s. They've been amazing. But Nebraska is experiencing a hemorrhage of players. Coach Frost led them to the title. He's 12 and 20. He's 9 and 17 in the Big Ten. 12 and 20, 9 and 17 in the Big Ten. And this week, the worst sign of all for any program, regardless of record, because he's on safe ground right now because he's a living legend. But player attrition, just in the last week, Wandale Robinson, their do-everything, running back, wide receiver, boom, gone. He was the whole offense. Luke McCaffrey, brother of Christian McCaffrey, son of Ed McCaffrey, Eddie Mack, Broncos, great, gone. This one isn't huge, but it's going to garner a lot of attention. He was a team captain. His last name is Warner. His dad's first name is Kurt. His name is Cade. All three of those guys, a team captain, your best player on offense, and your hopeful future quarterback all gone. Add to this key, because I know you've got some perspective. When asked about it on Friday, Scott Frost got in front of the media, generally pretty friendly in Lincoln. Again, legend in Lincoln. He said, I got 10 assistants. Everyone's coming back. Everyone's coming back, except those three players who are out. You're struggling, you're losing players, you're keeping your staff intact, and it is a mess in Lincoln. They thought a hero was coming home, and I like Scott Frost. It has been a mess since day one. No, Fro- Frosty is cool. I played with him. I played with him at the New York Jets as well as the Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, I watched him have success at UCF, but the success at UCF kind of, George O'Leary kind of left the players there. He mm-hmm. recruited some guys. But for the most part, those players are already there. And then he went and built. They won. They beat Auburn in the in the uh, Peach Bowl. And then at Nebraska, they kind of was getting going in the right direction with Mike Riley. But they got fidgety. They just the Nebraska fan base is so crazed to be successful that they got fidgety and didn't want to lose Scott Frost to Tennessee or some of these other teams right. that he had an opportunity to go coach. So they blow Mike Riley out. They blow up that entire draft class. They just kind of get rid of everybody, bring in his guys, and it hasn't worked. I mean, it was like they thought that they was getting Urban Meyer or something. Right. And they wanted the next Tom Osborne. The next Tom Osborne. And look, two years from now, if he's still there, maybe he turns it around. Yeah. But as of right now, it looks bad on the on the uh athletic department in Nebraska. It looks really bad. I mean, I I, you know, I'm one that say to myself, wow. All I can do is say, wow. This is like I mean, they yeah. really blew out a coach that was headed in the right direction. Yep. And I understand he was the golden boy. Mm-hmm. He was the child, right. prodigal son of Nebraska. We got to have him. We don't want to see him trolling, rolling in the sidelines of some other university. And they made the offer to bid. He comes home. And now they haven't sniffed 
success. And Jay, I want to mention this from your perspective, since you played for an all-time great coach at an all-time great program and you were one of the all-time great players there. It's like sort of telling a kid today, like maybe 20 years from now, Hey, believe it or not, back in the day, Duke used to be good, (laughs) right? Let's just say it just falls off after Coach K leaves. It's almost unfathomable. It's the same thing with Nebraska football. There was a point where you thought there could be no drop-off. It was rolling like nobody was rolling. But it's just a reminder, things change. Well, I'm not as familiar a situation with it like he is, but I I will say this. After a while, that lure wears off, Zubin. You know, and, uh, you know – if you're not if you're not winning, if you're not bringing home results, if you're still getting blown out, and granted this year once again with the pandemic kind of serves as a as a loophole, gives a lot of people passes, but uh, your record starts to speak for itself inevitably. Yeah. And, and what happened with Nebraska's college foot rest of college football kind of caught up with them zooming. Yes, Nebraska had the big pretty facilities. Nobody else had all that. Like they really was like state of the art, next level. And then all of a sudden, Oregon started and other programs started. I mean, you go to any program in college football for the most part across the country, and they got brand spanking new facilities. When Nebraska is not, that's not even sexy anymore. It's like, okay, I can go get that anywhere. I can go get it anywhere across the country. And for the most part, I don't have to play in the middle of the state or fly in the middle of the state to see my kids play. They can stay home. It could be nice weather, all of those sort of things kind of is what got Nebraska. And the impatience to get back on top. They had Bo Pelini. Bo Pelini was winning nine games, ten games, nine games for him a year. They didn't want to – they didn't think he could handle the the alumni base there just based on his attitude and how he handled things. So they blew him out. Then they got the total opposite in Mr. Riley, who's nice. They didn't like that. So it's kind of like, all right, man, pick and choose what it is that you really want. It's unbelievable because there's so many differences today. Back in the 70s when Nebraska was great. Look, there's only three, four teams on television. Now everyone's on television. All all the inherent advantages they used to have are not there. Greeny's got Steve Mariucci, Emmanuel Sanders, Darius Leonard. We got Kyler Murray. How cute. We'll see you Monday. (laughs)